In the U.S. today, more than 45 million people owe $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and 65% belong to people under the age of 40. Seven out of 10 college grads, on average, owe $37,000. While the competition to attract and retain talent is very fierce, the unemployment rate right now is at near historic lows, and companies are offering sign-on bonuses and flexible hours and other perks to fill even entry-level jobs. Yet one benefit that job hunters and young employees say they want isn't being embraced, and that's employer replacement of student loan debt. So joining me now is James Orsini, the chief operating officer for one of the world's largest social media digital advertising agencies, VaynerMedia, which is run by serial entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk, has nearly 1,000 employees worldwide, and James knows a great deal about student loan debt. We've talked about it for many, many years. And he also serves on the Board of Regents at Seton Hall University in South Orange, New Jersey. So, James, welcome, first of all. It's great to be here, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And you and I both realize how big of an issue this is and, and that we've got a real crisis and it's brutal and it's just getting worse. And we're going to have a whole next generation of grads that are going to include more borrowers who may never be able to even repay their debt. But as one professor recently told me, the problem is we're treating the symptoms of a disease. And the disease is that education is more expensive in this country than anywhere else in the world. Astronomical. What do you think about that first? I, I think it's hugely expensive. And when I talk to people in my travels and trying to figure out why it got so expensive, they said because it was just so easy to get the money to pay for it. And uh, had the money tightened up, right? This is no different than what we saw in the housing market. And, you know, housing prices went up when it was easy to get the money for your mortgage. Mm-hmm. And uh, the tightening of the access to the funds is what would bring the... Uh, uh, the tuition's down. Uh, you know, I, I have two in college and, and one about to attend. Uh, my eldest just graduated. And, um, you know, you're talking about the last year being north of $72,000. Painful. So let's talk first a little bit about, you know, as an employer, what what it's like. You've been with, you know, many Fortune 500 companies before joining VaynerMedia, which has mm-hmm. now grown like Amazing over the last eight years, but uh, you're dealing with an average age of 28, 29-year-olds. That's right. Um, on, on, on percentage basis, how many are you seeing that have some serious debt? Well, you know, I think it's interesting here because when we're working with such a large uh, pool of uh, millennial in our uh, uh, workforce here, and we're trying so desperately to be on the forefront of uh, the industry that we're in, and yet we look in the rearview mirror and see that the, most of the benefits that we're providing are very traditional, mm-hmm. right? and, and they haven't quite evolved as the workforce has. I, I first encountered it when somebody stopped me in the hallway and, and was like, James, how can you ask me to be putting away from my retirement when I can't get out from the college debt that I'm under and I'm eating ramen every night? Like, you know, what can you do to help me here? So um, that paused me. And, and had me reflect on the fact that, wow, benefits that we have always valued and still bring value uh, were just not uh, resonating as well with this new workforce. And that's a tough question. I mean, as someone who works on a lot of 401k plans and full disclosure, works at, and works with Vayner employees, it's, it's a question I get all the time. What do I do? Is it, you know, is it the, the chicken or the egg? I mean, do I put the money away for retirement or do I take care of now? And I, I think the answer is a little bit of both, right? Well, look, I've been fortunate 
to to be uh, fiduciarily responsible and a good steward, right? But people ask me, so so how did you save for college, James, with your children? I said I started in 1989, and they were like, great. I said, yeah, but my first kid was born in '96. So you know, starting to save mm. for college, and I'm still you know right. making it. Just I'm a little short on the third one, but, right? You know, I got a little time, yeah. but but I think that's. The reality of that situation, to have that sink in, like I started saving for college seven years before my first kid was born. Hmm. So that also tells you why you should save for retirement right. and not wait for retirement as right. well. But uh, having that resonate, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking to kids that are paying twelve or 1300 a month. You know, I know what I pay them, mm-hmm. uh, right? This, this is not Goldman Sachs. Right. This is not Silicon Valley. And now... You have that before your rent, before your food, before your your, your transportation. I mean, uh, it's no wonder three of them live in a one bedroom apartment. Hmm. So when you're counseling them about this, what you know, what type of? I mean, obviously, saving saving early is 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 certainly the answer as a parent from our generation for from doing that for for our kids. But for someone that's you know sitting there with all of this debt, you know, they're unfortunately. As we all know, you know, you can bankrupt yourself all, all day and all night with your credit card and, yep. and travel all over the world. But, you, you know, there's no bankruptcy for student loan debt. No, this is true. This is true. One, one thing that I came to respect with this uh, generation, this millennial generation, is that they don't value possessions as much as our generation did. So they're not necessarily going deeper and deeper into debt to, to have a new car or bigger television. That's not how they do it. Uh, it's more about the experiences from them. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they prefer to have experiences, not that those don't cost money as well, but you know, we try to bring them uh, informational uh, guidance. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, counsel or advise so, you know, we walk a fine line here as an employer, but we try to make resources available for, for them. Uh, in, in fact, we, we, we had the author uh, uh, of The Broke Millennial here. Mm-hmm. We had a little uh, conference where people could come in and, and learn more about it. The book is very helpful. I think one of the most enlightening things that I saw with that was, hey, man, even if you were smart enough to be able to figure out how to get a college education without incurring any debt, you will likely marry somebody who has college mm-hmm. debt, and therefore you've married into debt, and now you have right. Debt. Yeah, I think she calls it getting financially naked yeah. with your spouse and I really think understanding. That was really yeah. interesting. Like, yeah. wow, man, it's not enough to just figure it out yourself. But that's why you have to be aware of of the fact that it's it's out there for everyone. The book that James is referring to is called Broke Millennial. It's written by a, a young woman named Erin Lowry, who actually has a new book coming out about investing. But she has done a lot of research on the topic and certainly can talk to that. And we will be speaking with her uh, in, in a future program when we talk a little bit more about millennials. You and I talked recently, the IRS is looking at maybe one possible solution in allowing employers some sort of a tax-free benefit to pay to help you know pay student debt you know down for their people is that something yeah we would definitely embrace that i mean we 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 look to be on the cutting edge of all that we do here um and certainly uh we we would be quick to recognize that our demo really needs that 
right? Yeah. More so perhaps than uh, orthodontry coverage and, right. and dental care because you know most of them don't even have a kid yet. So uh, we would we would certainly welcome that because today, uh, unfortunately, anything that we do do is a taxable fringe benefit to them, and and you know doesn't come uh, free even if uh, you know we were willing to to really try and make that happen. So I think it's a wise thing to do, but. Uh, you know, am, am I hopeful? Yes. Uh, am I waiting bait of breath that it's going to happen anytime yeah. soon? No. Yeah, that's true. That, that might be a difficult thing to see, mm-hmm. at least in the short run. So in general, when you, when you think about the student loan debt issue and if you're a parent and, and your, your kids are starting to look at schools and unfortunately you haven't been able to save like, like you have um, for your children because you started young, which is really the key. It's that and pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. Always take care of you know, yourself and your future. What, what kind of advice would you give to students today that are looking at different schools that range from you know, a really good state university that might be thirty or $40,000 mm-hmm. to a, a private university that's $70,000? Is that going to make that much difference in their, in their careers? So a couple things that I would advise there. One, uh, be aware of your surroundings and all that you can uh, have coming to you, uh, what's available to you. We, you know, there are numerous scholarships at Seton Hall University that go untapped every year only because nobody knows that they're there and therefore nobody applies for them. Hmm. And if one or two were to apply for this money, you'd have a 50-50 shot at getting it, right? So crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm involved with one of them uh, called the Many Are One program, which is for legacy students right so so you can only get the scholarship if somebody in your family actually went to seton hall university so it's narrow but, right but it's available we have a lot of legacy students but mm-hmm. the creating the awareness around it and the last last i saw it was nine thousand a year for four years i mean it's a lot of money so one be aware of of, of what's there two um there's a college for everybody so if if you if you want to go to college there there's a college that's right for everybody there's some that are more affordable than others. There are some where, uh, you know, and I, I know because I, I have friends who said, listen, you guys are going to school with whoever offers you the most money. That's that's kind of where you're going. So, you know, taking advantage of, of situations like that. And most recently, Gary's been on the program of, listen, if, if you're, you want to be an accountant, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor, you should go to college. It's okay to incur some debt. You're, you're going to, you know, make some money on the way out. Right. You're going to be fine. But if, you know, this the entrepreneurial stuff, now 260 plus universities offering the, a major in entrepreneurial studies, I think he would kind of beg to differ there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to spend sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000, you could, you could take that money and you could, you could really learn a lot about what it's like to be an entrepreneur. I, uh, I sat on a, a board with a guy who, uh, made some money you know he was a venture capital guy and he made some money and uh it was time for his son to go to college and uh he looked at his son and he said listen let's face this this isn't for you uh, i'm gonna you know you don't want to be there and and i'm not gonna really feel great about spending all this money and have you unhappy what do you want to do and the kid said i want to be an electrician so they leaned in on a trade school and um, he became a very successful electrician, very happy at what mm-hmm. he's doing. Father was thrilled that son was happy. And uh, the father said, James, I was ostracized by my friend group. You hmm. know, the fact that I didn't send my kid to college, they, had, they were all looking down on me. Now, it wasn't about the money. I had the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? But why waste the time and the years? He didn't want to be there. 
do I really need to throw how, away? How do we change that societal 000? norms? I mean, that's 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 such an issue. And you know, in the towns that we live in in New Jersey, that's that's yo. Oh, if your kid doesn't go to school, there's there's something wrong. But the reality is, whether the, you know, this world needs electricians. Yeah. Um, this world needs you know. Uh, just so many all the craftsmen, all the, craftsmen the, the plumbing the trades the, uh, the trades are are so vitally vitally right. important right oh absolutely uh, we're about to go through a boom in infrastructure right who's going to do that yeah okay and uh you know there's no reason why every craftsman needs to be a foreigner it just mm-hmm. you know it doesn't doesn't have to be that way so um i think trying to open that up a little more and the fact that entrepreneurism is more acceptable you know, there, there are people, I'm getting resumes with kids that are graduating college and, you know, on their resume says he had his own landscaping business, he had his own car cleaning business, you know. And that, that and, impresses you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Mm. It sets them apart. Right. Exactly. So when you're, when you're hiring, let's talk about that. When you're trying to attract strong talent, what other kinds of things matter? I think, uh, look, I, I've been here four years, right? So, and if anybody, if you know, Gary mm-hmm. better than most, he is who he says, and and uh, I remember him being called out on social media. Uh, hey, Gary, you're you're being two faced here. You're talking about uh, uh, education not being right for everybody, and your website says you got to have a college degree. And he called me up from the road, and he said, James, change that immediately. And now our website says college degree or street creds equivalent. Show us <laughs> that you started two companies by the time you're 21, and you can be here. So uh, this is one where we embraced the entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I had an intern here that came from the Bucino Leadership Program at Seton Hall University. He started three companies by the time he was a junior. I had a woman, Isabel, in here just the other day, and her first year did $85,000 worth of sales from her dorm room. So, um, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit extends into day-to-day work life. People ask me, can everybody be an entrepreneur? The answer is no, but everybody can have an entrepreneurial spirit. Right. And and I think at the end of the day, that is that is a big part of the message that, that Gary Vaynerchuk has put out there and that we're still living in a society where it is the norm to go to college and you might need a college degree for, for many, many things, certainly to teach, certainly to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, certain professions. But when it comes to starting your own business, which is what so many people are doing, you know, maybe maybe the degree isn't isn't as necessary. The last question I wanted to think that as, as we're talking that uh, I notice and I've seen this from my own kids and their generation is that more and more people are majoring in marketing, mm-hmm. which in some ways I feel like they're not really sure what they want to do, so they major in marketing, right. and they're they're going to you know really really good schools and their parents or or they're taking out debt whatever. Are we in a situation where we have too many kids trying to? fit into this one vacuum and, and not really getting the experience? Look, or? I think, uh, so that's, that's a broad term, yeah. marketing, right? right? as is advertising. Right. Uh, I think it was kind of funny when I was in public relations, we thought we did branding, and when I was in branding, we thought we did advertising, and when I was in advertising, we thought we did everything. So, you know, there are nuggets of gold in each one of these things. But recognize, you know, even, even the greatest technology, the, the uh, Facebooks of this world and... and uh, you know, Google's of this world have to revert to a 150-year-old model of advertising to make money, right? Like that is the key to how they're making money. So there's certainly nothing wrong with marketing or advertising. It is a form of sales, and you are helped by it. It's why I became an accountant, knowing in whatever I did in business, how can I be hurt by having an understanding of the financials? Never could, no. 
I was always a much better businessman than I ever was an accountant. I am a CPA. I've been an auditor. I've been a CFO. But I'm, I'm just a better overall businessman than I am um, uh, accountant. So I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but you should begin to narrow that down. What do you like about the marketing field? You know, we had a very interesting uh, division in uh, Interbrand when I was there, and it was a brand valuation practice, and it was calculating the intangible worth of a brand. Now, that took a heavy financial or accounting type background, but an appreciation of brand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, could you have been a marketing major with a minor in finance and, and found your way there? Absolutely. Lastly, put on the university hat. Universities take a lot of heat because uh, price of you know, tuition has gone up so dramatically uh, over the last 40 years. I mean, it's, I don't know how many times inflation it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is because the government's just giving out all these loans. So the university seems to have the ability to, to handle that. What are, what are you seeing in that field, in the education field? Do you think you're going to still see this rapid increase in tuitions? I'm seeing irony, right? So what I was surprised to see is just how few people pay full boat for the tuition. And the discounting factor is such a great number and an acceptable number in universities today. So why don't you just lower the price, give everybody a better price? It's almost like the retailer has to say 60% sale. Is it really a 60% sale or did they just mark up the product so much that, you know, uh, but if they gave it to you at the price that they would give it to you, you as the consumer would feel the need for it. So I, I think it's, it's an unfortunate circle feasting on itself because the students going in want to know how much you're discounting for me. How much are you going to give me to come here? Okay, as opposed to, wait a second, this really doesn't have to be $40,000 a year. It could really just be 20 and we'll both be happy. You're, you're going to net your 20 and I'm going to pay my 20. Why do you have to put a sticker out there that says 40 and then discount it 50%? Hmm. So I think that's, that's a real issue that I uh, grapple with and, and don't really understand why it is the way it is. Well, it's listen, it's, it's, it's a major problem. I don't think this is going to necessarily cause... The next recession, but it's coming close. It's mm-hmm. getting to be a larger percentage of GDP. This debt, it's growing rapidly every year. And it's an issue that I think more, the best advice that we could possibly give is just get educated and learn about it. And not every kid has to go to XYZ University. There, there might be alternatives out there. You know, we talked about the trades. We talked about entrepreneurs. And these are the kinds of things that going forward, I think you, you want to take a closer look at before all of a sudden your kids are 18 years old and, and uh, you know, you have to sell your house to send them to school or, or put a lot of debt. Of an eye. And the, the other thing, too, that's really interesting in the research that I've done recently on student loan debt, I mean, there's people that that are having their social security doc now at this age because they've carried this debt for years. I mean, these are people that might have become vet veterinarians or, or psychologists and had these mm-hmm. wonderful careers, but they had three, $400,000 of debt and they just never really paid it off and it just compounds on itself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it could affect the housing market. It could affect, you know, the cost in retirement and, and, you know, down comes everything crashing. So it's something to be careful for. James, thank you very much for joining us. Again, we spoke with James Orsini. James is the chief operating officer for Vayner Media. And if you haven't had a chance, you can you can look James up on Twitter. Give me the pencil on Twitter, mm-hmm. and James Orsini on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. Great, great. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us today on Financially Speaking. And that's all for now. 